This is the St. Longinus's Baptism Podcast, episode 11, the title of which is A New Direction. But first, a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Behold me, Lord, do with me what you will. May your will ever be done. I only desire what you will. I desire to suffer what you will. I desire to die when you will. Into your hands I commend my body, my soul, my life, and my death. I love thee, or I'm sorry, I love you, oh my God. Whether it pleases you to send me consolation or afflictions, and I desire to love you always. Eternal Father, I unite my death to that of Jesus Christ, and I offer it to you in order to please you. Will of my God, you are my love. Good pleasure of my God, I devote myself entirely to you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. Amen. Okay. So the title of this episode is called A New Direction. Um, I've decided that I'm not satisfied with the direction of my channel. What I mean by that is, is I, uh, after I do a broadcast, I do a check and, um, you know, I figure out if the, if the episodes have any issues and, um, I have to admit this came recently. Um, I was unsatisfied with the, the first, the first like 10 episodes are apologetics and throughout those 10 episodes, I've always stressed that I'm going to be, or that I am going to try to be as charitable as I can be and re-listening to those episodes lately made me realize that in tone and some of the things or yeah some of the things that I had been saying even though they weren't blatantly hostile um were not charitable and I, I was not happy with that um, now I, uh, I hate falsehood and deceit and the refusal to face facts as they are, not as you want them to be, um, when it comes to the ultimate truth, which to me is God's truth, 
Um, not to say that in other areas, I don't, I, I, I excuse it or I find it excusable in those regards as well. But as, as far as I'm concerned, if, um, you know, if you're not, when it comes to God, if you're not, if you're not being a hundred percent truthful, um, this is not, this is not good. And, um, but that doesn't, re-listening to the broadcast, I, um, I was using an excuse myself because I was telling myself, well, I'm just zealous, you know, I'm just zealous for the truth. Well, you know, any, um, Catholic truth is also that you can be zealous and be charitable toward your opponents. As a, um, I don't know if you guys are aware of or not, there's a Catholic saint known as St. Francis de Sales. And um, he was a French bishop in the, uh, during the Protestant revolt or for you Protestants in the Protestant uh, Reformation. And basically, at this time in Geneva, one of the founders of the Protestant theology, whose name was John Calvin, set up his own theocracy in Geneva. And it was very dangerous to be a Catholic in Geneva in those days. I mean, it, it it could very well be a death sentence to you if you stuck your head out too far. But he volunteered to be the Bishop of Geneva, and he came from a pretty cushy background. He didn't have to do what he did, but he did. And so he went down to Geneva, and he converted 60,000 Calvinists to Catholicism. I'm going to repeat that. 60,000 Calvinists to Catholicism. And the reason I'm bringing him up is, is because if you read any Catholic description of him, you know, whether it be from a book of saints or his biography or his autobiography, he, they always talk about his charity. They talk about what a wonderful and um, charitable man he was. And, um, you know, if, if you're familiar with church history at all, you know that the uh, Calvinists in Geneva were a rough bunch. So this could not have been easy. And... Like I said, the reason I brought him up was because, you know, um, with the apologetics, I was not being charitable, which led me to two conclusions. Number one is that I'm not spiritually mature enough to be doing apologetics. If I'm allowing my own personal faults, faults to creep into my broadcasts, and it's affecting the quality because this is not my podcast. If this were my podcast, I would act and say and do whatever I wanted to 
And it doesn't matter. I, if you listen to any of my 15 episodes that I put out so far, I always say, this is not my podcast. This is God's. I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this for God. And so if I'm, <clears throat> if I'm being a poor example of a Catholic on a podcast that is ostensibly dedicated to God, then, you know, I don't care what I look like. I really don't, <laughs> you know, but I, I do care about, I do, I do care about people who, you know, not, not so much if they get offended theologically, like they, you know, they can't, they can't wrap their heads around that their theology's wrong. But if I'm coming across as a creep and an a-hole, yeah, that, that, then, yeah, then I'm bothered because, um, it's making me look like a poor representative of Catholicism, but it's also making me look like a poor representative for God. And, um, So that was the first, the first thing. And the second thing, this is, this is going to break down into kind of like subdivisions. The first, the subdivision being, because I did, I did, I did three apology sections. I did one for Catholics, one for, uh, or I, what I should say is Vatican II Catholics. I did one for Vatican II Catholics. I did one for um, for atheists, and then I did one for Protestants. Um, the, as far as the Catholics go, the Vatican II Catholics. For those of you who are unfamiliar, who are just now tuning, or you know, you just picked this out at random, and this is your first video. Basically, Catholicism, as it is presently known, is divided into, I'm going to make it simple. If you, if you want to get the full context, my, my episodes are listed. Just pick one of the Catholic ones. You'll get the full gist. But it's basically divided into two camps. The first camp, which is the majority, these are the guys who... If, if you ask them about set of a contism, um, which just basically, well, I'll get to that in a minute, but, but if you ask them about set of a contism, they'll tell you that it's, it's a heresy. It's a schism. Um, they're, they're not true. We're, we're not true Catholics and that their true, their church is the true Catholic church. And my side which is called Sedevacontist. To make it very, very simple, Sedevacontist is Latin for the chair is empty, meaning that the chair Peter is empty in the Vatican, meaning there has not been a legitimate pope since 1958 when Pope Pius XII died. We do not recognize the Vatican II Council as legitimate, and we do not recognize 
any of the doctrines or the popes or the, uh, the hierarchy or the clergy that have been in power since Vatican II was promulgated in 1965. Um, basically, um, to make a long story short, set of contests feel that Vatican II, the council, um, basically changed Catholic doctrine. And like I said, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds here, but basically for 1900 years, Catholic doctrine had basically been taught the same. It'd been, you know, it'd been all the same teachings. And then Vatican II, they basically changed the, the doctrines in the back door. They changed the mode of worship. They even changed the architecture and the buildings and the vestments. Um, what makes this all confusing for the newcomer is, is that people, people see what they think is the Catholic Church, which would be the Vatican II Church, and they actually think that's the real Catholic Church. And it isn't. Uh, like I said, I don't want to get I don't want to get into detail about this. Um, basically, um, most set of accountants consider that what you guys call the Catholic uh, the ca consider the Catholic Church. Um, is basically a um, a Protestant a Protestant sect masquerading as Catholicism. That's as easy as I can put it. I went too far on that. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but I, I'm not I'm not going to assume that when I do these do these episodes that everybody's listening to every one of my episodes. So I, I've got to give some context even if it takes me a minute. Um, as far as the atheists go, <clears throat> as far as the atheists go, um, I got to be honest, uh, I, I've covered this in my atheism episode. <clears throat> I covered the whole, or I'm, I'm sorry, at the time of the Four Horsemen back in the early 2000s, I thought they, you know, I, I didn't doubt their, their sincerity and their atheism, but basically I thought that they were hucksters that were trying to make a quick buck. And I'm old enough to remember when an honest atheist had to labor in obscurity to even get a book published. And these guys became media stars in the early 2000s because, you know, People want to make him famous. And I, I, I didn't even bother. I mean, I was familiar with what they talked about, but, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> I just, I wrote him off. Um, quite frankly, if you want to read, <laughs> to be quite honest, atheism in and of itself as a phenomena is not like new. If you're younger, you know, you're not going to know what I mean. 
you know, you're going to think that it all started with Richard Dawkins and those guys. It didn't. But um, it's not that new. But I, I think if, if you want an entertaining take on athea- atheism, you should read Voltaire. At least the guy had a sense of humor. And, um, well, that's the best I can say for Voltaire, is he, he had an interesting sense of humor. But he was a horrible person. Anyway, so I never really, you know, to be, my bottom line is, is I'm really not interested in doing apologetics against atheism. Uh, There are other people who have done it probably better than I could. And, um, You know, basically, the gist of my apologetics to the atheist was just to try to get them to get out of their bubble and challenge their belief systems. And then as far as Protestantism goes, um, I'm a former Protestant. And, um, you know, I, uh, I can't argue Protestantism with a Protestant. I can show them the errors and contradictions. But in today's day and age, um, people, people aren't looking for an honest debate. They're really not, especially online. It's terrible. I talk about that in another episode too, the, the whole online thing. But Basically, my take on Protestantism is, is it's secular Christianity. It's, it's, I'm sorry. It's, it's Christianity that, that instead of looking to God, looks toward the world, to put it a better way. But, you know, I've also said too that I don't consider Protestants to be Christian. And I, and I don't. But, um, so, um, the way I look at it is, is that, um, I could, I could do episode after episode after episode giving the Protestants chapter and verse how they're Theology is not logical, it's not consistent, and it's not even historical, and it's not even commonsensical, be honest. <clears throat> but in the experiences I've had dealing with Protestants, it's probably going to fall on deaf ears, and I really don't want to spend the time producing you know cuz it takes time to put to put these episodes together i'm not doing this off the top of my head i actually write notes and stuff and i just i don't want to waste my time my time's worth more than that you know so oh and um one other note as far as the catholicism goes you know the whole vatican II set of a contest thing i was talking about there are two Set of Acontis, um podcast channels. One is called True Restoration, and the other one is called Norvis Order Watch. These guys are more professional. 
And I, I got to be honest, uh, I think they're more geared. I think they're more geared toward people who have at least have a basis of Catholic understanding. Um, whereas I'm geared more toward a general audience. Because um, as I've stated in an earlier episode, Sedevacantists tend to be um, theology geeks. I'm not, I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying the ones, the ones that are on the internet tend to be theology geeks. Um, I'm only interested in theology and what I need to know to get to heaven. And that's about it. I mean, uh, if I need to know more theology to, to deepen my understanding of what I need to know, yeah, I have no problem with that, but um, I have no interest in getting a doctorate in theology, not even on an amateur level. So, but these guys, what I'm saying is these guys do a much better job. And quite frankly, they reach a heck of a lot more people than I do. So, you know, I'll leave it. Uh, I'll put on my humble hat and say, I'll leave it to the professionals. To deal with, you know, the Vatican or the Vatican II Sedevacantus uh, divide. So I've explained why I'm moving away from apologetics. So what is the new beginning? The new beginnings are is like I said, I want to be a general channel. I want to be the type of channel where a person who doesn't know anything about religion or, um, you know, they're, they're interested in getting information can come on to this, to this uh, channel, listen to my podcast and get a general overview of, you know, what true Catholicism is all about. And then, you know, um, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do the work for you. You know, if, 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 if what I talk about sounds interesting, you're going to have to do the work and that's what I'm about. So the new direction I'm talking about is, is there's going to be two new additions to the channel. Uh, the first edition is going to be what the true Catholic church teaches and basically what that's going to be is, is I'm going to cover topics from catechist book, I'm sorry, catechism books from the early 20th century, the early 20th century and before. So um, probably nothing, nothing after 1930. But definitely not anything after 1958. Not anything connected with Vatican II. Because, as I stated earlier, they've completely distorted and um, twisted the traditional Catholic teachings. Um, I'm probably going to use um, different catechism books oh and by the way for those of you guys who are unaware basically a catechism also it is it's a book of doctrine and by the way catholics aren't the only one with catechisms uh episcopalians have them anglicans have them lutherans have them 
But um, basically, a catechism is a book year doctrine. When somebody joins, and by the way, this all, you know, the Protestant churches have 40,000 different denominations. Each of their churches is different. But in the Catholic Church, every new uh, person that studies to become a Catholic gets a book, a catechism. And that's, you know, they read that to understand what their church teaches. Okay, so the second part that I'm going to be doing is true Catholic devotions. And um, when I say true Catholic, I'm just talking about the Catholic Church before Vatican II, before the Vatican II Council. What um, the, the saints... The, um, the spiritual writers and the mystics, what they wrote. And um, by the way, when I say mystics, don't get it twisted, guys. I'm not talking New Age. I'm not talking Wicca. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking anything. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about anything shady. I'm talking when, when you hear Catholics talk about a Catholic mystic. A Catholic mystic is basically, some of them are saints, some of them are not saints. But a lot of the, um, of the, the, the people that we call mystics are recognized by the magisterium, you know, they're, they're recognized. And basically, when we call a person a mystic, we're, we're saying that this person was so close in their spiritual life with God that God gave them the gift of prophecy and visions. There are a couple famous, well, actually, there's more than a couple famous um, uh, Catholic mystics. Uh, they're, they're, actually, there's a, there's a few saints that were mystics as well. But anyway, so, but... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do devotions based on the writings and also the Bible as well, you know. Um, despite what Protestants might say, um, they, didn't invite, they did not invent the Bible, you know. It was ours first and, um, you know, true Catholics should know the Bible. So, but I'm going to be doing it from a, uh, a true Catholic perspective. Um, now, as far as what I'm going to be doing with these with these two sections, with the, the catech uh, with the cate catechism section, basically I'm going to be taking sections. You know, there there are sections like there's a section on the creeds, there's a, a section on prayer, section on the sacraments. You, you get what I'm saying. I'm going to take those sections. And I'm basically going to read you the question and answers that are in the particular book on that subject. And um, I, I know that uh, some catechisms don't do a question and answer, but the, um, the older Catholic catechisms, they do do a question and answer. And I got to be honest, I kind of like that better. 
I started out in the Vatican II Church. Their catechism is just basically, it reads like a law book. Uh, section such and such and such and such, da 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 You know, I'd rather watch paint dry than read that thing. The question and answers, it's, I like it better. Um, as far as the devotionals go, what I'll do there is, is I will take the Bible verse or the section of what either the saint or the writer wrote. I will read what they say and then I'll give my commentary on that. And uh, by the way, you know, for, for all you Norvis Ordo types that say I can't, I can't have a commentary on what a saint wrote. Uh, yes, I can. Yes, I can. So, uh, but anyway, um, I think, yeah, I think I covered everything. Um, yeah, I think I've covered everything. So there's going to be a change of direction here. Oh, I just remembered. Got the old noggin jogging. I, I may do some apologetics video, uh, not videos. I may do some apologetics podcasts in the future, but for right now, um, I feel it's best to leave it uncommented upon until um, I grow a little more uh, mature spiritually and, um, and, and quite frankly to, um, you know, given, given the state of civil society nowadays, um, pretty much, and, and that's what I was going to say about apologetics. <clears throat> I don't care if it's apologetics, politics, sports ball, whatever your interest is. In most cases, not all, but most, people's minds are already made up. You could have the facts at your disposal and most people are going to have a preconceived notion of what, you know, they're going to have a preconceived notion that you're wrong and they're not even going to listen to your facts. Quite frankly, um, I don't find that to be attractive, so I'd rather avoid that. Okay. Um, I think... Anything else? I don't think so. So anyway, guys, thank you for listening. There's going to be a new change of direction. I hope you like it. I hope you get... I hope... I hope the Holy Ghost touches you with it and um, have a good day. God bless you. Bye-bye.